بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ألا إن في الجسد لمدغة إلى إذا سلحت سلح الجسد كله وإذا فسدت فسد الجسد كله ألا وهي القلب أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Respected and honorable listeners, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Continuing with our segment on the heart of a believer or the heart of a Muslim, we are continuing with this with the with the story of Azad Sultan Ibrahim ibn Adam Rahimahullah. Continuing from where we last stopped. It's mentioned that this heart is like a royal palace which is only kept for the true king of kings and not for anyone else. So if one allows a bhangi, one who, who removes the toilet buckets with clothes soiled in filth to live in such a royal palace, then this will be a great injustice to the doer, to the doer. And uh, this will be a great injustice and the doer will deserve punishment. Therefore, a person should leave this wretched dunya outside the heart and not allow it to enter inside. But how can one ascertain whether dunya has entered the heart or not? The criterion of ascertaining this lies therein. If a person at all times is busy with preparations for the year after, trying at all times to gain Allah's pleasure in places and places every law of Sharia above his, his personal gains, then you may take it that the dunya is outside this person's heart, and that his heart is free from dunya's love. For him, the dunya becomes a means of blessing and a means towards attaining the everlasting life and the true life. But if for the sake of his love, for, for his wife and children, a man casts, the laws of Sharia behind his back and makes no distinction between haram and halal, is not observant of preparing for the year after at all times, but is at all times involved with earning wealth, then you may take it that dunya has entered this person's heart. This dunya will be a means towards his destruction. Hazrat Khaja Azizul Hassan Majzub Rahimahullah says, in acquiring the worldly, lessen your desire, Place deen ahead of it. The outward appearances of the saints of Allah seems wretched and distressed. They experience great enjoyment therein. The reason is that in their inner selves they experience a splendid garden of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their inner freshness and splendor makes them independent of outer adornment. What decorations and adornments are needed for the walls of a rose garden? Even though outwardly, the poet says, even though outwardly I, I appear as a poor and as an insane one, the truth of the matter is, I am not so. I am in reality drunk with a drink of love of the Saqi everlasting. The love of Allah and His remembrance is so filled with sweetness that all the worldly bounties are nothing in comparison with Allah's zikr. 
and whomsoever Allah causes to taste His love and to experience the ecstasy of making dhikr, you may ask them whether it is true that to say once, Allah gives more pleasure than all the bounties of this world or not. Ask the pleasure of the head severed from Yahya. Ask the pleasure of having the body sliced from Zakaria and the pleasure of laying down the head for slaughter. Ask Ismail the pleasure thereof. The people who only perceive the outward appearance of things are unable to experience the great ecstasy in these matters. Allah has jealous, jealously pulled the curtain over the special favors given to His saintly servants so that those not sincere and not interested in Him cannot even get a glimpse thereof. He has hidden the treasure from them in their outwardly wretched appearance and ruined state they hide the great bounty of contact with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a secret bond between bondsman and master which is hidden from others. Every person who has this contact with, with Allah, this nisbat is of a different color. The utterance of every lover is different. Everyone has a different kind of ah or sigh. This is the reason that we find that one wali is unaware of the spiritual status of another wali. Both of them may be true lovers of Allah, but every lover has a different taste in his or her communion. That which emanates from the heart of someone is not our utterance, and the pain in our heart no one else knows of. When Hazrat Sultan Ibrahim ibn Adam rahimahullah experienced the full force of, of his nisbat, in contact with, with Allah, what was the end result? He became devoid of all lusts and became independent of all adornments. Look at the difference. At one time, he was sitting on the throne with a crown on his head. Now he was sitting on the bank of a river with torn and tattered clothes on him. Then one day, the chief minister of the kingdom of Balkh happened to pass that way. The sultan was mending his tattered clothes when a minister passed by. Seeing the sultan, he looked at him with scorn, considering it an act of foolishness that having discarded the worldly kingdom like a poor one he loved. Ibrahim came to know through kashf inspiration the minister was surprised at his poor state. Hence the sultan exhibited his miraculous powers of the inner kingdom so that the wazir, the minister, may change his wrong concept of him and may come to know that through contact with Allah what bounties are forthcoming. He threw his needle into the water and loudly made dua, O oh Allah, give me back my needle. Immediately thousands of fish appeared on the surface of the water each with a needle of gold in its mouth. The fish lifted their heads from the water and said, O oh Sheikh, accept these needles from Allah's side. When the wazir saw this miracle, he became very sorry for the wrong conception which he had formed. He became ashamed and gave an ah and said, Alas, the fish are aware of the high position of the Sheikh, while I, as a human, am unaware thereof. I am unfortunate and deprived while the fish are fortunate for this bounty. The wazir was overtaken by weeping and bitterly wept for a long time. 
Having been in contact with the Sheikh for a short while, a complete transformation came over him. And soon, through the blessings of the contact with the Sheikh, his head too became filled with love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what Allah does through the blessings of his special saintly servants. Misfortune changes to good fortune. In a, in a hadith, we taught, those who sit in the company of the saintly ones will never be deprived and be of ill fortune. Hence, we see the great progress made by the wazir through his sorrow and weep. When the heart weeps, the essence of love is created in the heart. And no illness is like this, is like this blessed illness. When in the heart contact with Allah becomes established, then this heart is worth calling a heart. After Sultan Ibrahim ibn Adam rahimahullah, he had exhibited his miracle to the wazir. He asked him, O oh, Amir, what is better, this kingdom of the heart or the wretched, perishable kingdom of Bulk? I have written this in the following words. Hazrat Hakim Muhammad Akhtar Sahib rahimahullah, mentions that then said the king of Bulk, O oh, wazir, what is better, the kingdom of the heart or the wretched kingdom of Bulk? Of what benefit was the Sultanate of Bulk? Now, at last, I experienced comfort in my life. The hustle and bustle of state proved to be a headache. Now, I am a beggar, but at the same time, king of land and sea. Through the ecstasy of dhikr, I am drunk and happy. I am free from all worries and troubles. The humiliation of love has become an honor to me. I have taken upon me poverty and became a king. When the wazir through the blessings of the king of Balkh, had attained the inner kingdom of the heart, he immediately decided to resign from the ministry and he chose to become a companion of the sultan in the desert. Up to now, for, the, for all his life, he had been a slave of rational thinking, but he finally became successful through having become mad in the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The poet says, I tested reasoning, but when nothing successful emerged, I made myself into a madman and I was successful. And when madness proved fruitful and caused me to reach my beloved, I became in love with madness and cast aside reason. Oh, oh true beloved, to utter cries in your remembrance appears very good. Oh Allah, grant me the ability to continue crying to you. The lesson of the story, like we mentioned, they are not just mere fairy tales. They, are, they have lesson in here, as mentioned by our pious people. And we should encourage our children at home to read, to read, to read such kitabs, which will ignite the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our heart. So this story teaches us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love and the bounties of the year after are so much more better and greater than the blessings of this world and all that lies in it. In it, we are taught to discard the love of this perishable world. Hazrat Khaja Madzub rahimahullah says, this world is no place for enjoyment. It is a place of taking heed and is not sport and play. Hazrat Saadi Shirazi rahimahullah says, O self, if you should ponder deeply, you will come to the conclusion that it is best to adopt a life of poverty over a life of riches. 
if it is, it is true that one day we will have to leave this world and after death the poor and the king will be equal in the grave. When the Indian, the Kaichaki, the European, the African reach the grave, they all become one color, all turn to dust. This drink and kebab and sugar are all from one dust, but the dust has been colored in various colors. Respected and honorable listeners, we hear that just by a mere short meeting with a true saint of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one can achieve this love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is so unfortunate that in these days, the, the modernists have removed the importance of associating with good company and good companionship. They have removed that. They have, they have made it such that it is something which is known as like an innovation in deen. And these are all these people that are enemies of Islam that speak such things. That we don't need to go in a company of the pious people. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. Allah, everything is dependent on our heart. And my, my taqwa is in my heart. If it was such, then why did the people of our past and great, great, great scholars of the past not just say that, okay, whatever I have achieved in, this, in, this, uh, in the form of uloom, in the form of knowledge was sufficient, but they still went and they submitted themselves to a sheikh and they made a means of their reformation. And that's how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevated such people's status and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then took work from such people throughout the world. Yes, you will get people that are good orators, but their words do not touch the heart of people. Why? Because they haven't yet reformed themselves. If we want our words to, to touch the heart of people, then we ourselves need to be corrected. We need to rectify and remove all those evils from within ourselves. Then only will our words have an impact on those people who listen to, what, to, to, our, to us when we speak. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his infinite mercy and place and grace. And now as we are in, we are, we are going to be entering into the month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clean and purify our hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our hearts his home. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with his true love. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with the true companionship as mentioned in the story that this companionship of the pious will even be a means of our intercession on the day of Qiyamah. So let us all be wise and, true and, and choose the right companions. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.